T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year, and we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final. The game and the series and the results are very, very good. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger, a Brewers 2-1 to victory to take the game and the series. This was huge. This was a big win today. It was a big series victory, and it has changed your outlook a little bit. Just this given series. It's a great series. By far the best series of the year. Just the most entertaining series, the most sit-on-the-edge-of-your-seat series, and they're doing it all without some key components of their roster. No Willie Adamas, no Josh Hader, no Hunter Renfro. This was a sweet, sweet series victory. The Brewers now high watermark, 12 games over 500 after this victory. And I don't know uh, how you guys are looking at these series in May, but I will say this, that does it change your mind at all now that you know, they've, they've just taken a couple of series against the Atlanta Braves and the San Diego Padres. So for those that, and you know, again, you, you have a point, it's a perspective, that well, they, they're stacking up wins against you know, bottom feeders and last place teams, teams that just aren't that good, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now in the span of a week, they've taken care of the Braves and the Padres. And this it's just almost in – these games are almost in cruise control of a tight, low-scoring affair through the third, fourth, fifth, sixth innings. Evan, doesn't it seem like that to you? M- most every game now is – well, it's only one zip in the fifth, or it's scoreless in the fourth, or it's two-to-one in the seventh, or it's one-to-one <laughs> one in the sixth. Almost like clockwork, it's almost every single night. 
it really does feel like that. Like the floodgates open up it, when it's the second, third time through the the order, which I wonder if that's kind of why Craig has never let his starting pitcher go through three times through the order. But that is kind of how it seems. And I don't know if it's a testament to how good our pitching is or how bad the offense is. I don't know. How big of a series victory is this for you guys? I, I, I know how you guys know how I feel about this. This was huge. This was playoff sort of atmosphere in San Diego. And it, it was like that since the first pitch of this series. It was just, man, I mean, come on. You, this is what baseball is all about. Now, is it uh, full encompassing in terms of fan attention here on May, what are we at, 25th? Probably not, and that's okay. But for us that have been watching this series, you witnessed a delight in this series. You, you really did. This, this, was, this is true baseball, big boys in the National League really going at it. There's some strategy involved. There's some overpowering involved. There's a few mistakes along the way for sure. Uh, the atmosphere in terms of the, uh, the fans there at Petco, they were involved. There was a lot of emotion. You guys that watch this series all the way through, you see guys like Trevor Gott coming off the mound and fist pumping and Devin Williams all sorts of fired up throughout this series. Guys like that smacking their gloves and, and let's go, that sort of thing. I could, you could tell by watching this, the players felt the intensity also. That this was a little bit more on the elevated side and a big, big win for the crew. It just was. Guys, it was. This, this could go a long way. 799-1250. I want to get your uh, thoughts on this. As uh, the Brewers get the victory today, 2-1 to one, if you happen to be at work and or – Maybe maybe you were listening to uh, the Rami show and sort of keeping an eye on this. Does it ch- this, this series, because no longer, we, we need to take it off the table, folks. Got to take this off the table that, well, it's only the Reds. Okay, Tim, cool your jazz jets here. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get your feet on the ground. It was the Pittsburgh Pirates, dude. Stop. That's off the table now. Unless you disagree that the San Diego Padres are one of the better teams in the National League, then of course that that argument prevails. But I don't think anyone thinks that. Does how big how big of a series victory is this? Now this is again a consideration has to be uh, the injuries, the absence of these these players, main players. And it also has to be considered that you're embarking on this 11-game, 10-day road trip in which we tried to dissect, uh, Evan, you and I, before the road trip even started, to say what, what, what would be okay, what would be all right, San Diego, St. Louis, and then into Chicago. You know, a lot of us came to the d- determination that it was, you know, if it ended up 5-6 and six and you played good baseball, yeah, okay, all right, you can live with that. If you go 6-5, and five, You're obviously winning for a reason. You're playing decent baseball. Okay, we're definitely going to take that. In 11 games or 11 days, 11 games in 10 days, we're going to take that. Well, can you go one better a little bit? This was big in my world. I'm just saying. From a fan standpoint and from a broadcaster standpoint, big. 
It just was. Ron, you're going to start things up here on the fan. What's going on, Ron? You know, this game is why I love baseball. There were so many things going on in this game. You, you have two playoff teams playing the game the way they were meant to be played. You have Devin Williams pitching on his third day, a guy who kind of you know, messed our postseason up by breaking his hand last year. You got Trent Gresham, who I always felt bad for that he got blamed for us losing that game. When really, if I was, um, I would have taken out Hader because he was starting to pitch wild at the end of that game. And just everybody played good. I mean, and I'm glad that we won. But I, and I, but I feel good that Trent Gresham showed that he is a, a clutch player. And so it was, and just I was ner- it was nervous, but I felt like we could win that whole game. But then the only thing I, when it was the last. The last batter, I was like, oh, my God, can we just please win this game? And then when we did, it was such a relief. So, but it was, it was just a great game and a lot of nuances that you're not going to know unless you've been following baseball your whole life. So I just love this game. And it, it, yeah. it gets you through all the games that you don't like. This, this was an, an example of, and you're right, Ron, of if you truly enjoy baseball, it, that's okay to be a bandwagon jumper. I, I've, I've never had a problem with that. N- jump on the bus. Uh, that's fine. But, if, if, I mean, if you truly like the game of baseball, and this, this was the series to kind of take a look at. This, this was the unveiling of just a, a, a really, really good series. Yeah, this gives me hope that we can win the World Series, and I, that would just be so fantastic for the long-suffering Brewer fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no question, Ron. Thanks for the call. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. You could see the I, I've used the word intensity here throughout this series, and and I was wondering if it was just more intense for me, but not by the looks of some of these players on that field. I mean, this. There were a few smiles here and there. Hey, that's a three and a half hour game every night. There's going to be some relaxed mode. A couple of players, you know, chatting at first base or whatever. But throughout this series, there was far more. There's no smiling. It's 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 the eye. Look in the eye. That's what this was. You got to love that brand of baseball. We would all prefer that the Brewers run away with this thing eight two every night. Not going to happen. And once you know it, Evan, the uh, last week when I pointed out that the Brewers' offense is better than people think, when you look at the rankings side-by-side next to the 29 other teams, they got shut out the next day. Okay, I did the same thing last night. (laughs) I pointed out that the Brewers' offense is not that bad when you compare it to the 29 other teams. And here again, I thought I was going (laughs) to go for two for two. And getting shut out the next day because they were shut out until the seventh inning. You had good defense. You had a, you had a misplay by, by Jace in the game. And that, that you know, led to an unearned run off Aaron Ashby. And that's the, the final thing we'll get to before we get back to some of your calls. Aaron Ashby, you guys know that he is, uh, in my estimation, going to be an elite pitcher in the game. And there's every indication it's, it's some moxie out there. It's some stuff. It's a slow heart rate. And I, I said last night when we were previewing this matchup, really a graduation point to some of these younger pitchers is what they do after they get in trouble here, after they get ambushed, after they feel it slipping. And in those enemy waters, if you will, crowd going crazy, two on, one out, 
tight ball game. What does Aspie do in those situations? You know, he's not going to come up roses in every time in those situations. But it's what he did today in those situations. He had some traffic today. He had three walks, four hits given up to five and two-thirds. But he was, you can tell. Guys, you can tell. They got something cooking with that kid. Now, is he ready for the every five day? This is exactly why he was up and utilized out of the bullpen to be prepared. This is exactly why they spiked him in into a six-man rotation, which, I, again, guys, I didn't like. But this is why they did it, because of performances like this. Just outstanding for Ashby. It, it, it looks good. They had him in the ready in case of an injury, and the injury occurred a few days ago with Peralta. Uh, Bill, you've been with me all three of these games on the Odyssey app. Bill, what do you think of this one? Oh, man, it's great. It's great. By the way, we've got 45 degrees in rain up here in Bayfield County. You know, it really warmed up down in this corner of the state, Bill. It was it was a little chilly about uh, four or five hours ago, but, man, it, it I bet you it, it, it's, it's plus 15 from, from a few hours ago. Well, I'm just glad the Brewers aren't as cold as it is up here. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. seems like they've got a couple of bona fide closers on that squad. I just wanted to bring that up about Devin Williams coming out three games in a row and doing the job. I mean, this is uh, this is very positive, forward looking forward. Uh, they've, they've, as one of your producers used to like to say. They've got an embarrassment of riches on that pitching staff. Kind of is. So, and, and, and I, just wanted, it, it, I just wanted to call in and sing the praises of Devin Williams. Thanks yeah. for taking my call, Tim. You got it, Bill. First time in his career <clears throat> he's pitched in three consecutive games. Gets the job done. I thought for a second there they were setting up Trevor Gott for the ninth inning. Didn't that – didn't it kind of appear that to you too, Evan, that they were like, okay, well, box is the eighth, and it, and it might be setting up Trevor Gott for the ninth inning because Devin Williams had pitched the last two nights. In a way, but I also I think we knew that this game was kind of must win, or at least they were treating it like that. So my ex- expectation was to see Devin tonight, but it did kind of feel like this could be a Gott game. Well, and you wonder when Josh Hader is going to come back, if that played into that at all. You know, that they, they're going to get him back at some point. So, all right, I would assume that Devin Williams is probably unavailable for games one and two in St. Louis. That's, that's going to be my guess. So these other guys are going to have to step up if Josh Hader is not, is not back and, and ready to go. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. John, again, a great series. Does it change your outlook at all, beating the Padres two games to one? Well, like you talked like you talked last night, Tim, two out of three of the Braves, two out of three of the Padres, and it, it came true today. The thing that I'm excited about, you got to figure, okay, Williams is uh, set up and then Hayter's the closer. So you know they're going to be in their roles. But the thing that excites me is the fact that, like you said, intensity. Trevor got walking off the mound last night, pumping his fist, totally showing a little emotion, like having a little attitude. And then you have Boxberger. Oh, my God, to me, Boxberger was lights out. I thought it was the real key because he was so dialed in, and that's what you want when you uh, need a pickup. Uh, you got Peralta out. You got Hader on a family lead for a little bit. Boxberger came in when we needed him and picked the whole team up. 
he was lights out, 16 pitches. I mean, come on, if that isn't playoff baseball, I don't know what is. Thanks again, Tim. I'll hang up and listen. You do a great yep, job. You, you got it, John. Yeah, and, and Box uh, struck out the side in that eighth inning. And again, crowd going nuts. They do a really good job, unless the fans are rabid there. In San Diego, which which is fine, but I'm just saying, I, I think it might be some of the in-house sort of prompting of the crowd to get into it. Man, they were into it. And I just wonder if that's maybe also, this is a midweek series, guys. I don't know, Evan, can you look for the attendance figures there in San Diego? Just, just in, the, in the series here. Um, maybe it's a show of respect that this is one of the teams you're going to have to go through. It's not just all about the West in the National League. Mets have something to say about that out East. Brewers have something to say about that in the Central. Can't count the Cardinals out in the Central. They want something to say about that. But sometimes, you know, you watch MLB Network or ESPN, some of the baseball shows, it's almost like it's it's laser focused on, wow, look at, look at this West. You've got the Padres. You've got the Giants. You've got the Dodgers. And maybe it's a sign of respect there that, that the crowd sizes there in San Diego sort of sensed a little something here. It was pretty cool. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a stretch on getting some national recognition. Maybe. Well, what kind of attendance did they have? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in San Diego. Monday night was 31,504. Wow. Tuesday last night, 39,834. that's a Machado bobble giveaway yesterday. Which, so that... that Makes sense, but it's surprising on a Tuesday night they're going to do that. Right. And then today, a much bigger drop-off to 27,831. Yeah, but still averaging that. That probably averages 32,000, somewhere in there. For this midweek series, Brewers. I mean, this isn't the Dodgers or Giants out there. This is a Brewer series. And their capacity That's... is only like 800 more than AmFam. Theirs is 42.4. Ours is 41.6, I believe. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So for those that think that baseball is is on life support, as a colleague uh, once said, uh, this this would be an example of no, not really. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to Todd. Todd, what's going on? It's a big series victory today, two to one. They get the win. Howdy, boys. Yeah, Timmy, it's huge. Um, I think uh, you know, kind of look back at you know big wins and big series, and you know, I remember you know we were talking about when they played the Phillies that that had a playoff atmosphere. But I, you know, I'm saying um, I'm, people may think I'm crazy, but I think this was the biggest win of the year, and. All you've been hearing about on MLB Network is Machado Machado and how he's kind of coming to his own and he's the MVP. Well, I'll tell you how bad he really wanted this win is when Mr. Hustle himself ran into the stands uh, to get that foul ball. That that spoke volumes to me. It really did. If you go if you go back now, now this was the biggest win, biggest series of the year, without question. But if you go back to the walk-off to Keston, what happened there? And I said this might be a little bit of a turning point. And it looks like not, then they take two out of three of the Nationals, two out of three on the road to San Diego, including that game. That's how many wins? One, two, three, four, five. You're five of your next seven since that swing by Keston Hira last Wednesday. 
right? And they're super short-handed. You know, that yep. that yep. that just it, it, it speaks volumes uh, about the team. And uh, you know, one thing um, I was I'm glad it, it didn't happen, but. You know, Box only threw, uh, I think, what, 17, 18 pitches uh, there in the eighth. And my wife and I are, like, looking at each other. It's like, you know, that kind of counsels downfall a couple of times where he, he doesn't let guys, he doesn't ride his horse. And I'm thinking, oh, man, just let him finish out the game. But I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I know Devin's had his ups and downs. But, boy, I, I tell you, they're, they're, uh, we all know, we all, we all yeah. watch that or listen to it. But, yeah, they're, man, they're on a roll. They, they, they really are. I'm, I'm just so happy. They're a really really good baseball team they're proving that now they're 28 and 16 thanks thanks Todd they're 28 and 16 now and and again these types of moves fly under the radar and we've always made it a point a concerted effort to make sure that you know everyone complains about Craig Council and, and I'm no exception I get it that I love debating baseball and all managers aren't flawless they're 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 not a hundred percent in their strategic moves but it flies under the radar to go get Luis Perdomo in that bottom of the six with two outs. And I wondered, 91 pitches, it's like, man, maybe you might want to let him finish this. And in a one-zip deficit right there, come on, let him get, th- there's two outs here. He gave up a base hit, his fourth hit on, on the night. And nope, what a move from Council. Because then it goes Perdomo. And by the way, he was, I don't know, I don't know what these umpires are looking at occasionally. And those of you that watch the game, go back and look at the Luis Perdomo. Uh, I forget who was up. Who was up for the final out, Evan, in that bottom of the sixth inning? When Luis Perdomo has a 2-2 count, and it literally is right down the middle. <laughs> Austin Nola, I believe. Yeah. It's right down the middle. What are you doing? Now, he, you know, he threw one more pitch and got the ground ball. And then my point is, and then went on to pitch the seventh as well in a scoreless outing, an inning and a third for Perdomo. That's going to fly under the radar here. That's a, that's a great move from Craig, from Craig Council. It's just a great move right there. It is. And it's not going to get headlines. But we're here to point that out. Rich, in Racine, you're next on the fan at 799-1250. Hey, Tim. Nice talking to you again. This is a character builder for a bunch of kids on that team. Taylor, Gott, and the rest of them. It just builds your character when you can beat a solid team and do it with not playing your best baseball on the infield. That's for sure. True. That's true. But just it builds so much character. And Devin Williams has got to be on cloud nine right now. He took the responsibility of going in for the third game and not even flinching. I mean, he just went after him. Yeah, you know what? I did notice that in this series as well. Devin Williams, and I like this, at times, it's a game of adjustments. We all are well aware of that. Devin Williams is adjusting to the competition. He's starting to go at guys with that fastball. He is. Because because he's got a 96-97 fastball. Let's go, man. You, if they're sitting on that changeup, you hang it just a touch, and it's going to be just landing now. So, I, yeah, I agree with you. Williams really manned up here. He's, he's becoming a pitcher, not a thrower. And that's Agreed. a big, big step. Yeah. A big step. I have one thing to ask you. How in the world, and I am so upset about the schedule makers of the major leagues, that continually 
misuse the Brewers. How does St. Louis get a day off on a Wednesday? The Brewers had one last year. They had a rare Wednesday off day, and I I think part of that, well, I I shouldn't say, I haven't taken a look at the the Cardinals' schedule, but it does happen. I believe the Brewers had a Wednesday off last year, a rare, rare Wednesday. What I would be complaining about on the schedule are getaway days against the Brewers. We're too nice in Milwaukee here. I'll I'll tell you that. The, The game times in Milwaukee, to my knowledge, and I don't know the exact rule, I think they're set forth by the home team. And there's some considerations to be taken on schedules, for sure, on how many miles the team has to go the next day, I think. But doesn't it seem like getaway days? And today, thank you, San Diego. I just want to thank you for that. Because it was a day game on a getaway day. Most times that works against the crew. But three nine-game road trips? I know that. I know. And this is a ten-gamer. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. But I, I, I just wonder, does does Ananasio go to the, to the MLB and say, come on, guys, this is happening every year to us. This has got to stop. <laughs> this is brutal. They're going to have three three city road trips in, in the span of how long? That that can um, be taxing on a team. A month and a half, I think it is. I'm not positive, but something like anyways, that. Tim, nice talking to you. Good job. All right, Rich. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot. 799-1250. We'll continue to take your calls. I think it's by far, and I will say by far, it's not just a big series or the biggest. It's the biggest by far series so far here in the 2022 championship season. I want to get your thoughts on that. 799-1250. Or am I just a little too jazzed up over maybe just a pure intense, energetic atmosphere of a couple of uh, teams that are really good going at it in a series in May. Am I just too, too you know, charged up on that? 799-1250. You can tell me to cool it. That's, that's all right. And maybe I will. Maybe if you can talk, talk me down from high atop the mountain with my fist in the air saying, hey, it's a 22 championship season. It's May 25th. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Brewers win 2-1, take the series over the Padres. We'll be right back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. This series was so tight that you won the series in some closely uh, contested games without Josh Hader, the best reliever in the game. You did it offensively just enough to support the pitching without two of your best bats in the lineup in Hunter Renfro and Willie Adamas. I mean, think about that. That puts it into perspective, too. Brewers win 2-1, to one, and the uh, call of the game here, Luis Perdomo, thrust into a situation I, I told you about this this kid I shouldn't say kid this guy in uh, spring training I th- I was stunned that he didn't make the team breaking camp 
But I told you about him, and I like him a lot. I, I do, and I, think, I don't think he's going down anymore. I really don't. The Brewers need a bullpen arm, and he's stepping up. He's standing tall. He really is, and he's good talent. But they, uh, Brewers take the lead in the seventh inning, bottom half. He's got a little traffic, but the defense, our call of the game with 5 o'clock steakhouse, really, and, and if you haven't seen this play, it's, it's like the Hobie Milner double play in this series. You need to go back and look at this because the defense – as you know, periodically has a little uh, gaff here and there. They made some plays that really were game changers, and this was one of them in the bottom of the seventh inning from Colton Wong. And there's a ground ball towards the middle. Diving stab by Wong. There's one. Throw to first. Not in time. Boy, that was set up to be a spectacular play. The fact the Brewers got one was great enough. That's huge on Bally Sports Wisconsin. That that uh, it, you know, the, the call itself is fine, but you, you have to see it. So do yourself a favor and uh, go to Twitter or Brewers.com and check that thing out. Call the game with 5 o'clock Steakhouse. I highly recommend when you get the chance. I know it doesn't have to be tonight, uh, but go to 5 o'clocksteakhousecom for all the details. 799-1250. Mike, you're up next here on The Fan. How big of a series, or, or am I too jazzed up on this thing? No, no, stay the, stay the way you are. You know, this isn't high school or Knights of Columbus baseball or CYO or Little League. This is the pros. You know, teams that are down in the standings, they always get up to play the better teams. But now we beat the Braves and we beat uh, the Padres, but the team is starting to play and look like a very good baseball team. They... In each of these three games, by the way, I'm more ticked off, it seems, about the first game lost in this series that they lost yeah. it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They, they gave up a, an, an error, opened the door. and uh, But last night I wanted to call in and say uh, Milner turned that double play, and, and uh, they opened the door a little bit. There was an error. And today... Um, that was a. I think that was a tough play. I, I wasn't watching the game, but I yeah, think, the Jace uh, Peterson play. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a tough play. His momentum carried him, and but um, what uh, um, uh, <laughs> Williams? He he's on a roll now. I mean, you know, you're thinking, you know, he got ahead to, I think, all three guys in the ninth, and then he he's trying to get him to swing at close pitches mm-hmm. and. I think the umpire gave him at least one or two pitches, and he stayed in there, and he got him out. This team is going to be fun to watch, and they're learning, or they've been through some agonizing late-game losses, and uh, they're they're going to yeah. they're going to be winning some uh, some close late-in games. But geez, I wish that offense could just. Just get a little better. So, um, yeah, no, we're with you, Mike. Thanks for the call. We're with you on the offensive side. We all wish it, it were, were a little bit better, but it's still compared to the 29 other teams, they fare fairly well. They're an upper third offense in all of baseball. All 30 teams, they're in the uh, upper 10. And that might be, that might be a, a little low in the rankings. Uh, you brought up uh, Monday night's game one here. Think about this. Think about how close they were to sweeping this series. Bases loaded in the fourth inning on Monday night. They come up empty. 
bases loaded in the 10th inning, ready to put up a big crooked number and take that game, and they come up empty. And then a two-out, two-strike game winner in the bottom half of that 10th. I mean, that close. But it wasn't. It still is a, a huge series victory. It, it just is. Uh, Roger. Roger, you're next here on the fan at 799-1250. What's going on? Well, I mean, just, you know, you're absolutely uh, right, Tim. Uh, you know, this is a very big series, but let's face it, it will be short-lived because we, knew, we know where they're playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And in addition to this team bringing, you know, us fans excitement and joy, you know, a primary reason they exist is to bring absolute ridicule to these Cardinals. You know, the big big red wano has to go down tomorrow. So, great series. You're right. Embrace it. But even a bigger one starts tomorrow. <laughs> okay. All right. Gotcha. Yes. All right. Thanks, thanks for the call. Well, well said. Because this one is going to test your, your blood pressure. This next one, Wainwright and Lauer tomorrow. And then, then for those of you that the Cardinals just get to you somehow, some way, they just, they just rub you the wrong way. Uh, by the way, I got a stat on, on the worst fan bases in all of sports. So tune in tomorrow night after the game. A lot of people say that the Cardinals fan base is exceptional. Not according to this list that I have. So I'll have that for you tomorrow uh, after game one of the four-game series. But, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll enjoy this one uh, for sure. Uh, Evan, where do you want to go here? Let's go to Nate in North Milwaukee. What do you say, Nate? Big series victory. Uh, yeah, you know, um, the way the series started, it started off pretty rocky, you know, um, especially with uh, the offense and then losing Hunter Renfro. Um, you didn't know how they were going to get, get offense for the rest of the series, but, you know, timely hitting and using the home run ball the last two games, um, they kept, they came through. The one thing I'm, the one thing I'm just, I have my, I have my real, just my real worries about is the bullpen, um, because you see how, how thin they are if one guy is missing, you know. Um, I, I know Cousins is still out, um, and Hater is dealing with some uh, family issues. But, you know, I'm adding probably trying to find another guy who can be a six, a six or a fifth-inning guy. You're right. Will really, go, will really go a long way just in case you do miss one guy. Um, with the, Perdomo um, may be that guy, though. How do you feel about him? Who? Luis Perdomo. No, I'm, I like him, but I'm saying even adding another guy. like Gotcha. Yep. Um, that'll really make me real comfortable because you see how it slides down when if a hater is not available for one day or, or Williams is not available for one day, you kind of look at the bullpen and you're like, especially with Freddie out, you don't have Ashby back there, um, so you see, you kind of look and see like, oh, you kind of have to hope and pray that a guy comes in and can get the job done. So if you can, and not, I'm not, it don't even have to be a um, 
a, a real top good reliever, just a guy who can come in in the in the fifth and the or in the fifth and the sixth inning, maybe to just case your starters go a little yeah. bit short to come in and just. Yeah, we're on the same page. We we definitely are on the same page. And and if you look at Nate, you know this. You look at most World Series teams. It's not just a closer. Oh, of course they they dub one of these guys as a closer. But most of those teams have two two shutdown guys in the back end that uh, uh, both could be closers on maybe twenty five other teams. But they happen to be on the same team. Someone's got to get the ninth. Someone has to get the eighth. Most all World Series teams have that. Uh, and the eighth inning guy is a former closer that, you know, in his career has had 37 saves or 35 saves. Uh, and the, the Brewers have that. Check that box because they've got it. Yeah. And then they also they also have that one guy that is a bulldog for them. Um, it, as far as la- last year for the Braves, I think it was like, it was like uh, what's his name, uh, Miller or something like that? Matzik, Matzik, Matzik. Yep, yep. He was he came in last year and was a bulldog for them as far as getting doing what he had to do with the lefties and getting lefties out for that's the right. board. So that's what that's what I'm not I'm not saying that it, it's a big concern, but if if they can find a way to get find one more guy, the bullpen will really it'll make me real comfortable as I'm far as you. if if a guy is not available for a day or so. Yep, I'm I'm with you, and and thanks, Nate. I'm a hundred percent with you, and have been with you. There's still a bullpen arm short, although Luis Perdomo, I, I do have high hopes for him. You're looking at Josh Hader, okay? This is a guy you're without, and you just won two of three super close games. Now again, four to one. That's still a safe situation. That's still in in this, you know, one swing of the bat off Taylor uh, yesterday. It was a uh, three-run home run. That was sixth inning. I mean, this is this that that was a close game also. But you're looking at losing a guy in Josh Hader, and I, by the way, I'm 100 percent with Josh Hader and any other pro athlete or any occupation that you guys do. I've been very consistent in this. You have uh, any issues medically? You have a birth of your child. Bye bye. What do you think I'd do here, Evan? What do you think I'd do with some family emergency? You tend to the emergency? See you later. It takes a backseat. The job takes a backseat. So keep that in mind when you think about Josh Hader. I remember having this conversation with a colleague probably 15 years ago on the air. And I, I want to say it was uh, Tracy McGrady left a game, and it might have been a playoff game. I'm not sure. But he left a game uh, for the birth of his, like, fourth kid or something like that. And, and you know, my colleague at the time was like, wow, what are you doing? It's your fourth kid. You know, you need to play. This is a big game or whatever. Uh-uh. I was consistent during that conversation as well. Bye-bye. The job takes a back seat. So I think everyone, most, I should say, are with me on, uh, in, in that regard. Josh Hader, 15 for 15 and save chances this year, covering 13 and two-thirds innings, has allowed no runs, just two hits, 21 strikeouts, opponent batting average against 045. And he's currently on a 29 consecutive save streak going back to last year. 
Uh, it's 35 consecutive scoreless appearances for this dude. That's since August 1st of last year. Five short of the major league record in that span, batting average against 082. Uh, that's that spans 32 plus innings. I mean, you're missing a stud. We talk about the offense missing Adamas and Renfro, the bats missing in the in this lineup right now. But you're missing that dude with those numbers, <clears throat> and you come out with two super close victories. Hats off to that bullpen. You can say all you want about the offense, but the bullpen won this series. That's what won this series. Let's get you a little bit of a game recap here if you happen to miss it. Both teams go one, two, three in that first inning. Um, Arias and Yelich in the top half. Loud outs to the track. Uh, Ashby, a couple of ground outs and a shallow pop-up on 10 pitches there in the first inning. That's a good start uh, for the Brewers' young left-hander. First base runner of the game in the second. McCutcheon, a leadoff walk. And that leads to uh, nothing. Taylor end of the inning with a double play ball. Ashby, some pressure in the bottom of the second inning. And we talked last night about what he does when there is pressure. And that's the maturation process of, of a young pitcher. What do you do? You're always going to, I shouldn't say always, you're going to have situations where you are in trouble. And it's how you react to it. Do you slow down the heart rate? Do you just kind of chill a little bit? Let's execute. Little bit more. Leadoff base hit, then a comebacker. Uh, could have been a double play, but then Ashby bobbled it a little bit. However, he does record the out at second for the first out. Then another base hit puts two on with the one out in that second inning. Ground ball, Rios, great play, fielder's choice. That put uh, runners at the corners with now two outs at that point. He digs out of it, a pop up to end the inning. That's what I'm talking about. Passing the test in that second inning into the third inning scoreless. Brewers in order. Nine up, nine down to start the game for the Brewers offense. More brace runners in the bottom of the third. Walks to Machado and Profar with two outs. And he had a pass ball in there as well. Falls behind 3-0 and on Hosmer. Gets a big strikeout on him coming back to end the inning. Four base runners In those two innings, second and third, more importantly, no runs as he's passing some tests here, pressure tests. First hit of the game for the crew, Colton Wong, with a base hit in the fourth inning after an Aria strikeout. Yelich with his, well, classic rollover to the first baseman. Uh, That's the fielder's choice. Uh, He makes up for it a little bit with a stolen base right there to get into scoring position. You're thinking that's big. These, These games are tight here. Get into scoring position. Maybe can somebody can come up with a knock right there. An eight-pitch battle. Uh, let's see. Who was that? McCutcheon. Eight-pitch battle. I thought he was going to end up winning that battle with a base hit. He ends up striking out. Four strikeouts for Darvish. Uh, just one hit for the Brewers' offense. And Aaron Ashby doing his job. One, two, three in the fourth inning. Game was really moving at that point. And here's what we're, we've been talking about for, I don't know, all season. Mid-game, 0-0. <laughs> it's just seemingly every night. Uh, Brewers offense, nowhere to be found in the fifth. Ashby trouble in the fifth. The leadoff walk, 
And that's never good. One out later, a base hit. First and second with the one out. Gets a ground ball, and Jace boots it for an error. That loaded the bases with the one out. One pitch later, Jerickson Profar with a ground ball, fielder's choice for the second out. It did plate the one, the run right there. And uh, Christian Yelich then ends that inning with a really nice play to end that frame. Again, a, a, a test that was passed by young Aaron Ashby. Brewers retired in order in the sixth inning. They're getting one hit through those six innings. Ashby back out there for the bottom of the sixth inning. He gets a couple of outs, then a base hit, and that did it for him. Five and two-thirds, four hits, one unearned run. Uh, Luis Perdomo summoned from the bullpen. He gets the final out, and here we go into the seventh inning. Brewers offense wakes up. It was a leadoff walk by Luis Urias. Yelich then with a shallow fly out. But McCutcheon then with a base hit to first and third. The Padres, that play was challenged. Uh, Rios, a close play. Nice throw by Myers. Uh, but he was in there. They challenged it, and they should have at that point. And the game's so tight. That's a huge run there at third base with less than two out. Uh, it was confirmed after replay. Safe. And it set the table for Rowdy Telez. Swing a line drive down the left field line. That is going to do it, and then some. All the way to the wall for Rowdy Telez. Urias is in to score. We are tied 1-1 on an RBI double for Rowdy Telez. There you go, Rowdy Telez. Tyrone Taylor came up with runners at second and third with one in and just the one out. Less than two outs. There he is at third base, seventh inning. Uh, atmosphere that screams playoffs. You got to get the ball in play, Tyrone Taylor. He's been hot. There's no question about it. Anybody thinking Bunn at that time? Not, I wasn't even thinking Bunn at that time. You let a guy like Tyrone Taylor swing away, and he gets the job done. High fly. Deep left. Profar is on the warning track. He's got to play. Makes the catch. McCutcheon tags, and the Brewers have the lead. Tyrone Taylor nearly with a three-run home run for his second consecutive day. Instead, it's a sack fly. The Brewers have a 2-1 lead. And another RBI for Tyrone Taylor. Omar did draw a walk later on in that inning, but uh, that's what they get, the two runs. You realize how close Tyrone Taylor came? Back-to-back nights, score tied at one last night, and he hits a three-run homer in the sixth inning. Score tied at one today in the seventh inning and almost hits a three-run home run to give him a 4-1 lead. Sack fly was good enough right there, and he gets it done 2-1. to one. Perdomo back out for the bottom of the seventh inning. This was curious to me, too. Do you want to go with Box there and then Gott, then Williams? Uh, uh-uh. Craig Council, nice bullpen management. Perdomo. Uh, gets into a little bit of trouble, but we played it earlier, but it's, it's worthy of, again, Colton Wong with a sparkling defensive play in that seventh inning. And there's a ground ball towards the middle. Diving stab by Wong. There's one. Throw to first, not in time. Boy, that was set up to be a spectacular play. The fact the Brewers got one was great enough. Picture of beauty on that play by Colton Wong, and Perdomo goes on to pitch the scoreless seventh inning. Base runner for the Brewers in that eighth inning. One out walk to Colton Wong. Luis Urias works a count full, 
And it's a strike him out, throw him out, inning ending, double play right there. Ouch. Uh, and you're thinking, well, would that Yelich on deck for what it's worth? Yelich on deck. Do you want to go that route? But so be it. Boxberger on for the bottom of the eighth inning. Strikeout. 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 Let's put a word in there. Go is what I said at that time. Once he struck out the side there, I was getting all sorts of fired up. Man, I'm telling you, this this one was big for me. McCutcheon had a base hit in the ninth inning, <clears throat> quickly erased on a double play ground ball to end the inning. Off the bat of Rowdy, uh, bottom of the ninth inning, Williams coming on first time in his career. He's going to pitch uh, the ninth inning. He's going to pitch in three straight days. But he gets the job done. All balls in play did have a little bit of a heavy pitch count. I would assume he's not available. But the Brewers get the victory, and they take the game 2-1 to one, and the series two games 2-1 two, and raise their mark to 28-16. and 16. Craig Council's got to be pretty pleased. The team has to be very happy, and uh, it'll be a nice plane ride into St. Louis is gliding in with a uh, series victory over the Padres. We're going to hear from Craig Council up next. If you guys do want to join uh, the conversation, 414-799-1250. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street and Oak Creek here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Very entertaining series. Brewers in San Diego to face the Padres, and they come out of it with a uh, two-games-to-one series victory. And if you take inventory, what, one, two, three, four consecutive series they have won now. And now they sit uh, yearly total at... 10-4-1. And, one. and the, one of the fours, one of the lost series, is that one game against the Giants. So is that really – can you – Evan, is that fair to even put that in there? No. I think yeah. you have to wait until the rest of that series. True. Okay. That's fair. That's a good idea. So they would be 10-3-1 in series this year. And the one would be you-know-who. It's the St. Louis Cardinals, 2-2 two to two and a four-gamer at American Family Field. So that – you know, this is going to be a fun one again starting tomorrow, but uh, let's button up this game here and uh, the series in general with manager Craig Council. Let me squeeze in, however, I don't want him uh, to sit on hold too long. Uh, Austin on the Odyssey app, uh, I'll get you in here before we hear from Counts. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Hey, um, how, about a, how about a nice series win here? It's always good to, to take two out of three against a good team like the Padres and you know, do it on the, on the West Coast. So, Good momentum going into the St. Louis series. Um, you know, I would, you know, I, I think, you know, out of all the things that we're dealing with right now with the injuries and pitching and all that, I, it's really good to see, you know, I just don't think, you know, around baseball, like Craig Council gets enough credit for this. Um, it's amazing to me how he still has not won a manager of the year with the way he's just able to take the pieces of his team in whatever situation they are and always produce, you know, successful results. I mean, you mentioned Perdomo, right? Going with him, you know, how he's been have, having to, having to deal with, you know, moving around the starting rotation, you know, and inserting Tyrone Taylor with Renfro's injury. Like all these are just unbelievable moves 
that I think, you know, take the situation that we're in and just allows us to kind of stabilize and succeed in that. And I just don't think enough credit is really ever given to Craig Council, you know, throughout the baseball world and how good of a manager he is. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, that that really is well said. Austin, thanks a lot. We'll, we'll be in touch. And the way he, you know, as a manager, you, you can still gut and grind and bulldog your way through some of these situations. You can. I mean, you see him on, on TV, right? You see him? He's living and dying with this team. He tries to hide it a little bit. I mean, but there are times where, you know, in, in his post-game press conferences, he looks as disheveled as you're ever going to see a person. <laughs> it just takes a toll on him. It does, but I, I agree with you. But on the other hand, every time I try and give uh, Council a bunch of credit, I, I get a bunch of phone calls that say, ah, it's your love affair with Craig Council. It's just because he's from uh, the Milwaukee area. Do they he not the- hear you critique his lineup every single day no of doubt. the season? No, no question, Evan. You're right. I mean, he can make bad moves, and if I got to point him out, I'll point him out. Every manager is not flawless in their move making, but I would agree that uh, Austin on on that one point for sure. He does not get enough credit, including on a national level. At at some point, you're going to have to concede and give Craig Council, little old Milwaukee here, the manager of the year. You're just going to have to do that. Let's hear from manager Craig Council. He's got to be pretty pleased, and especially with the performance from Aaron Ashby. Devin's at the top of this, obviously. What can you say just about the relief for he got in general in this series with Josh now? Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's what uh, you kind of look, the unit does is that they, they pick uh, each other up, and um, you know, we're missing Josh, and a lot of guys delivered some great stuff. Today it was, uh, you know, Louis Perdomo, Got got four outs for us. Um, you know, did it really well. Went through the top of their order um, in, the, in the seventh, and then Box had a, had a great inning. Um, and then Devin, you know, on three days in a row, um, you know, closed it out with just a bunch of good pitches. Just kind of kept making pitches. What were those conversations like? Just because he hasn't done that. Uh, we we just we talked before we talked early in the day, and um, you know. He said he said he felt good. I said, well, then we'll take it to the next step and go through your throwing program. And he kind of he got more convicted after his throwing program. And and today was a, a good day to go for it, and it worked out well. Did his efficiency last night too just fall Yeah, that, a that absolutely. I think we, you know when you're when you're doing something that probably it, he hasn't done, you're going to look at everything. So it's part of it. What can you say about the job for Domo's done this year? I mean, this was kind of his first real big test, but he's been in a variety of spots for you. Yeah, no, I mean he's. You know, Louis, he's doing what we expected, and that's keep the ball on the ground. Um, uh, he, you know, we got an incredible play that inning. Um, but he's, he's putting the ball on the ground, and that's, that. you know, we, we get we get outs, and there's double plays there, and um, he did what we expect him to do. Your impressions of Ashby are moving into rotation today? Well, he's he's pitched out of the road. This is this is the good Aaron Ashby. It's, it's We've seen this before this year, and... Um, you know, I, he was, I thought he was in control. He had that hit a little, what I don't know what inning was, it in the third that he lost a little bit of a command for a couple of hitters. But other than that, it was it was just it was really good stuff. And um, you know, he had every pitch working. I think he, do you think he's excited to get a series of starts, or do you think he legitimately is like whatever you want, I'll do? 
I think you can ask him that. I'm sure. Well, he's going to tell us whatever you want. He's going to tell us whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I mean, I think what what Aaron is trying to do is get better um, and just continue to get better. And and he is continue he is getting better, and he's going to continue to get better. Um, I, I know, I know, we he's what we've done with him has been very consistent so far. Um, and we'll continue to be consistent with him, and I think that's a good way to get help him get better. How have you seen him grow from last year to this year? It, it, as much, it's just experience, I think. Um, it's it's just the work being consistent, um, the throwing program being consistent, um, to, to to make your body go out there on the field and be consistent. To push him to ninety one pitches too, is that really encouraging? Just for what you're going to ask of him moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was, I mean, he's he's very fresh, you know, and and uh, so I, I think he could have frankly gone more today, um, but I but I think we we've gotten him to a really good spot, and you feel like you can just treat him as a regular starter from from this point forward. After that pair of walks, I think it was like the third, and to fall behind three to Hosmer and then come back all the way with that yeah. with that curveball. What does that say about? You know, just just where he's at to be able to battle back like that. And well, I mean, as much as anything, it's you know when you get behind 3-0, it's it's just not kind of giving up and giving in to what's going on. It's it's continuing to just try to make pitches and realizing you can get back in the at bat quickly. He got back in the at bat and, and made a big pitch to to get out of the inning. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. Well, can you smile, Craig Council? The world will smile back at you. It's okay to... Hit, to, to, hit to, credits, roll credits. <laughs> to show a little emotion, it's, it's all right. Uh, a lot of conversation there about Devin Williams, and uh, we're going to hear from uh, the Brewers' right-hander uh, after the next break here. But let's get into the uh, box score. I want to continue to do this on victories here this year because things are going so well. And I'm a little on the superstitious side, not not over the top with that stuff, but a little bit. So we continue to reach us some numbers here after Brewers' victories. Colton Wong today goes one for three with a walk. Luis Urias, 0 for 3, a walk and a run scored. Christian Yelich goes 0 for 4, did steal a base, by the way. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, 2 for 3, with a walk and a run scored. Rowdy Telez, 1 for 4, with a big RBI. Tyrone Taylor, 0 for 2, and a big RBI. Omar goes 0 for 2 with a walk today. Lorenzo Kane, 0 for 3, a couple of strikeouts, now hitting a, a buck 80. Wow, Jace Peterson goes 0 for 3 in the ball game. Pitching lines today, Aaron Ashby goes 5 and 2 thirds, allows four hits, one run. It was unearned. Three walks and five strikeouts through 91 pitches. ERA now sits at 291. Luis Perdomo, 1 and 1 third, one hit, no runs, no walks, and no strikeouts. Boxberger, one inning, zeros until you get to the strikeouts, had three of them. Devin Williams, one inning, no hits, no runs, no walks, no strikeouts, clean across the board. The Brewers today, they get two runs on just four hits with one error. The Padres, one run on five hits, 
No errors. The win goes to Luis Perdomo. He goes to 1-0. The loss to Darvish. He goes to 4-2. And, and the save to Devin Williams. It is save number four. Brewers 28-16 and 16 here in the 2022 championship season as they take the game and the series over the Padres. We'll hear from the Brewers right-hander Devin Williams next here on The Fan. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on 1250 AM, The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. Devin Williams working that ERA down. It's now uh, three and a half, and that's a little more respectability here, and he's been doing the job, certainly while while Josh Hader is away. Uh, that's for sure in the series. Brewers win. They uh, take the game in the series, two games to two to one, two games to one, and head into uh, St. Louis. We'll preview that in just a second here. Let's hear from the Brewers' right-hander, Devin Williams, a pivotal role in this series victory. Devin, a great series win. Back-to-back saves for you. Your fourth save over here on the season. And your first time in your career, you're going three straight days. What did you feel physically today coming in to know that you would be available for the situation today? Um, you know, brother's gone. <laughs> I got to fill in. You know, it's my job now. that he's, he's not here, and I'm glad I was able to get it done. How did the previous two appearances help you just be ready for today, knowing this lineup and matching up with them? Yeah, um... I'm familiar with those guys, especially Trent. Um, I faced him a lot when he was over with us, you know, in the minor leagues, on the backfields and things like that. So um, that helped. But, uh, you know, just the consistent work is, keeps me locked in. Devin, overall, the fastball and the changeup, how have you been able to use those two pitches and just keep hitters off balance? It feels like these hitters, they can't sit on either pitch right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the goal is not to be predictable. Um, I feel like people have started to sit on the change more, so I've had to use the fastball more, and, you know, I've been executing, so it's, it's been working well. Devin, this was a, a tough way to start the road trip, right? With all the injuries, you're without Josh Hader, you lose Hunter Renfro, you get walked off Monday night, but to come back and win the series and back-to-back days for you, what does that mean for this team? Um, you know, it's just a testament to our team. Um, one guy goes out, or the other guy fills in. You know, we it's a long season, and we're probably going to have to do some more of that, and I think we're ready for it. Yeah, I'm with you right there, Devin Williams. You will have to do more of that because you never know what's going to happen throughout the the whole book of a season. And we're we're just in the early chapters of this uh, 2022 championship season book that's being written right now. You turn the page on this game, on the series, you look forward, and uh, we do that also here. Game one of a four-game set. Uh, tomorrow night, I believe that's a 6.40 start. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, it is. And we'll see. Uh, it's fresh off of seven scoreless against the Nationals. Eric Lauer taking the mound for the crew. 4-1 and one with a 2.16 ERA. He'll be going up against familiar friend, the 40-year-old Adam Wainwright. 5-3 and three with a 2.87 ERA. Yeah, this is one to get the, uh, the, the, the heart rate going. Uh, this this Cardinal series at their place. And and tune in after the last pitch tomorrow as you make the switch. Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. The nation's worst sports fan bases 
I'll have that number for you. Do you think the Cardinals are in there? They better be. Well, I don't know. I think the Cardinal fan base gets a lot of respect over the years. But this is interesting. I I think you'll like this. So tune in uh, tomorrow for that, and we'll break down that game and talk about hopefully a Brewers victory. Brewers 28-16 here uh, early on in the 22 championship season. That's going to do it for us. You guys enjoy your night. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. See you tomorrow in Smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.